This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. The Varsity is presented by the Illinois Bone and Joint Institute, with more than 150 fellowship-trained physicians in every orthopedic specialty and dozens of locations across Chicagoland and the suburbs. IBJI is your choice for patient-focused orthopedic care. To find the nearest location, visit IBJI.com. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of the Varsity Podcast, a podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore High School sports, and boy, is there a lot of high school sports to talk about. I'm Michael Dwojek here with the record North Shore founding members, Joe Coglin and Martin Carlino. We've got a lot of sports to talk about, so I won't waste your time with the intro. Uh, we'll do our usual four-quarter format for this week in the first quarter. We are just going to uh, recap everything that happened as the regular seasons have finished for all the spring sports. Um, we're going to get you all caught up on what happened there as we head into the postseason. In the second quarter, we are joined by New Trier Girls water polo head coach Matt Wentz as he talks about a great finish of the season for the Trevians. In the third quarter, we play Way or No Way, our weekly guessing game. And then in the fourth quarter, we are going to get you all prepped for the lot of sports that are happening, a lot of postseason action is getting started this week. Um, as we're recording this, we're going to get you all caught up and all prepared for uh, the postseason runs that our area teams are going to uh, go on, hopefully. But uh, just a quick reminder, that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you check us out and give us a nice little review. We always appreciate it, um, especially in these times with uh, all this uh, sports action. Make sure you guys are spreading the word about the best uh, coverage that you guys get anywhere um, when it comes to high school sports in the North Shore. But why don't we get you guys started on the finish to a couple of seasons that we had um, happening over the weekend. And let's start with the New Trier Girls water polo team who finished third in state tournament over the weekend, um, lost in their quarterfinal match, but won in the third place game um, to uh, finish with the trophy. And Joe, um, I know you got a chance to catch up with uh, Coach Mad went and uh, some of the players and um, just what did, what happened to uh, end the season and um, what do they really have to say about uh, finishing with the trophy um, after a long season? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're pretty happy, it sounded like. Um, they've been to state a lot recently, both on the boys and the girls' side. Um, I think it was something like nine times in 11 years or, or um, seven in nine years, but um, they do a lot of getting there, um, and they've brought home a st- trophy a few times, but this is actually the first third-place trophy. They've got a second, which was their best finish, and a couple fourths. So, uh, you know, Matt, uh, Coach Matt went and I talked a little bit about, like, you end on a win, so that's got a little a little umph to it. Second place, yeah, you play in the championship game, but you have to end in a lose. A lot of times it's pretty heartbreaking. You end on a win, so it's got its benefits. Of course, you want to be playing for the championship, but if – you know, he talked about, you know, if you were to tell tell me you were going to lose anyway, would you rather do it in the semis of the championship? Maybe it's in the semis so you can, can go out a season with a win and only two teams get to do that in every sport. So they're pretty happy. It was a pretty good run. They beat York in the quarterfinals, 10 to 8. Um, good game there. Um, actually, you know, their great game started in the in the sectional when they beat um, Evanston in overtime, their fifth win against Evanston, their nemesis. Such equal programs, really, that their last two uh, matchups went into double overtime and overtime, respectively, um, in the conference championship and the um, 
from sectional championships. So great matchups, prepared them pretty well for state. They topped York and then they lost to Naperville North. And there's a, uh, there's no shame in that because everybody else did too. Uh, I think Naperville North ended about 30 and 0, 31 and 0 with the state championship, took down Stevenson 15 to 6 in the championship game. So they just dominated. Naperville North was the best team in the state all year. So there's no real shame in losing to them in the uh, third place or in the, the semifinals. So great season for Nutrier. Um, they were led by a couple seniors, Bridget McKenna and, um, uh, I'm totally blowing it uh, on the uh, on the other the other stud for them. Um, I believe it was Emily McNamara. I know there are two two Max. Uh, I'm sorry, Emily McKenzie and Bridget McKenna. So, and I know Bridget scored the game winner in the sectional championship in overtime. So, um, they both played extremely well at state as well with the Connor Cruz sisters. So, you know, they get out of the season with a uh, with a 27 and five record um, and a third place trophy. So, pretty nice. And they played almost about the same amount of games as they would in a regular season. So all in all, no disruptions, kind of normal. Yeah, always good to get uh, the entire, uh, almost the entire year in. And obviously, congratulations to the girls team for a successful season. Like you said, always fun to end the season on a win and getting a trophy. So congratulations to them. Uh, we talked about the Nutri boys team last week as well as they made it into the state tournament. Um, but they got a tough draw competing against Nequa Valley, who won 15 straights in the opening round of the 18 uh, state finals on Thursday. Um, Wildcats and Trevians battled uh, through seven through three quarters, but Nequa Valley uh, came away with the 12-8 win. And uh, Joe, I know um, you talked about this in your story a little bit, but um, it's kind of tough to uh, compete against a team like Nequa Valley. And obviously uh, uh, the Trevians knew that uh, heading in. Yeah, they did. And, um, you know, sometimes you get the draw and sometimes you don't and it works in your favor. And other times uh, you have to face the probably the second best team in the state right away. And I think that's what they did with Nequa Valley. And man, they were tied after three. So I think Nutrier did what they wanted to do, but maybe a little too much fast paced, according to other coach, um, uh, Daniel Raffi Flatter. So uh, <clears throat> Nequa Valley took it. And then um, Nequa Valley lost to Stevenson in the semis, who was um, I think um, not so arguably the best team in the state and Stevenson won the title over Lions pretty handily. So I think Stevenson was undefeated too. So tough draw in Equal Valley took third and Nutria had to bow out a bit early. Didn't get a chance to get in that state trophy, but I think if they get a matchup on the bottom half of that bracket against kind of the, the York's Lions, Lincoln Ways, Whitney Young, I think they'd probably place um, and take home a trophy. Just wasn't in the cards this year. Tough draw, which leads to a completely different point. I don't know if we should go on a rant again. Um, probably not. But is it so hard in the state finals once all the sectionals are done? You got your state tournament set, eight teams or whatever. Maybe it's more than that. Maybe it's four teams. But just to reseed them, reseed them by the best teams so you have the best possible tournament and the best chance for a one two matchup of the best teams in the championship game. Is it that hard? Yes. Rant alert, rant alert. <laughs> Based on any, anything that comes with the IHSA, and we've had this discussion about literally every sport, I feel like it's just too hard. But yeah, I agree. I feel like you should at least, uh, I get like it's tough to see the entire tournament and that kind of stuff, because obviously you want to have sectionals and um, regionals and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, when it comes to like having a state tournament like that, you should receive the team so you get the best tournament instead of having like these mismatches and uh, these uh, early matchups that we'll uh, probably talk about when it comes to lacrosse early on 
uh, or later on, I guess I should say. But um, yeah, that's a tough draw for them. But um, congratulations on uh, a great season, obviously, just to be able to get through everything that they were able to get through this past year, um, b- being able to make it to the state tournament and uh, hanging tough for three quarters, like you mentioned, Joe, obviously a great feat, but uh, congratulations to them on a great season. Um, some <laughs> other congratulations are in due um, for the Loyola Academy girls soccer team who won com- the conference title. We kind of uh, predicted that um, last week and what they were able to do. They took care of St. Ignatius over the weekend to uh, get sole possession. Not really a surprise, guys, but uh, good momentum heading into the postseason for the Ramblers. Yeah, we've talked about them a lot this year in both Loyola and Nutria. We think very highly of them, and we expect that both these programs will make a little bit of a postseason run. So very exciting to uh, to see what they'll be able to do. I think between um, both of them, maybe a combined three losses between both teams. So uh, obviously tremendous seasons yet again for both. Yeah, and, and Loyola really dominated the uh... – um, the GCAC, um, as you know, they're kind of prone to do on the soccer side, really good program. And, um, I think this, we've talked, like Marty said, we talked about it last week, the top four in this sectional Nutrier, uh, I think two is Evanston three is Loyola four is Glenbrook North is going to be a heck of a lot of fun to watch, uh, coming down the stretch here in the next week or two. And, um, yeah, Nutrier, a lot of close victories. Um, down the stretch, but, uh, you know, it's postseason time for both these teams, and um, it'd be fun if they met up. We also had uh, the Nutria Boys tennis team win the conference title. They won the CSL South and then uh, took care of Highland Park uh, to win uh, the overall pseudo uh, CSL conference championship. But, um, guys, I know we've talked about them a little bit in the last couple weeks, but um, this seems to be the time when the Nutria Boys tennis team really puts it together and uh, put strong uh, performances together with its depth when it comes to uh, conference and sectional and state. Yeah. And they got sectionals coming up, I believe um, this Saturday. So we'll see, you know, they, with that depth, excuse me, they're usually able to push their whole, their whole um, lineup through um, one and two, both in singles and doubles. And that's what they'll look to do this weekend. So um, another pretty talented team. And I think we can expect uh, a lot of points to be gathered in the sectional and state rounds. And then we had uh, the Loyola, not Loyola Academy, the new Trier girls track and field team uh, take care of business at their conference uh, meet um, over the Memorial Day weekend. Uh, took uh, care of business pretty uh, easily. Um, obviously, we know based on past conversations about the strong distance runners, but also uh, they were able to win other events as well. And um, It just seems like this team, like, like we talked about with boys tennis, putting things together as we get into the sectional and uh, state meet time toward the end of the year. Yeah, I think we're looking at um, maybe a team that's going to do some damage at the state finals as a team. I think there's a few point scores. I think we've seen through the years new Trier put together uh, some great finishes, whether it's individual or like a relay. But I think we might get, you know, maybe a top 10 new Trier team here um, with Bridge V2 in the, the, the jumping and the uh, kind of, kind of the dash. She does the 100, 200, really good in the 200. She won that. Um, I mean, they won the, the conference meet with not small schools, you know, Maine South, Glenbrook South, uh, Glenbrook North. 
by a hundred points. Um, they won many, many events. Um, they got a thrower, Maeve Kelly, who's only a sophomore, but she should do well. She won the discus in the conference. Um, they've got a couple hurdlers um, who are actually sisters, I believe, um, who should do pretty well um, in the uh, in the sectional rounds. So um, I think we got a team. You know, how can I forget uh, um, Emma Brayband? Um, who does a really good job for the, the mid-distance and the relays. She runs the 800 and runs on the relays um, and I think is going to score well for her, maybe lead that 3,200 relay to a to – a, you know, I think they're going to go for a, a state title. I think they're in contention. So a pretty good girls track team there in the chair. A lot of experience on that roster as well, and that matters when you've had uh, state experience especially. So I'm sure they'll look to build off that and use that as sort of a, a pushing forward point right here. But a lot of talent up and down. All right. I think that's everything that we got here for the first quarter. We'll get more into the matchups that you guys are looking forward to as the postseason starts. And we'll talk about some of these teams um, also as we uh, enter the fourth quarter. But now we're going to move on over to the second quarter where we are joined by new Trier girls uh, head coach Matt Wendt for water polo. Uh, Joe, I know you got the chance to catch up with coach and, uh, what did he talk about after his uh, team's uh, third place finish over the weekend? Yeah, we talked about just, you know, the dynamic of that third place game and how it's very difficult, uh, but yet rewarding, you know, to get up for that third place game after such a, um, a, you know, after a loss in the semifinals. We talked about that dynamic as well as some of his senior stars uh, that, that uh, are graduating the program, like uh, Bridget McKenna and Emily McKenzie um, and, uh, just how, how they were able to do it this year during a pandemic. All right, let's take a listen. Okay, I guess we'll start with uh, with the end, with that last game. Um, a 10-4 win, a nice a nice bounce back, which I know is not always easy to do in that in that environment. Yeah, it's um you know, we we had a good game plan and we executed it and you know, we knew Annie Lindgren uh, number 11 was a great player for them and we also noted that their goalie was outstanding so we really tried to limit you know however many goals Annie could score and but also try and get the ball in close where we could beat that good goalie because she was very very good goalie when you say get it in close um Kind of, can you elaborate on that anymore? What was the what was the strategy? Yes. There? So, so Bridget McKenna all season long has been our hero. She scored, you know, game time game winners in our conference final and overtime in our sectional final and overtime, and she's been a produ- incredible production from her at the center position, right in front of the goal, mm. and so. You know, those are hard for the goalie to block when they're coming at you with no, no notice right, right in front of you. And um, whereas if they're shoot, if we're shooting from the outside, the goalie, that goalie's so good and she's so tall that it would have been hard to get her past her if we had kept shooting from the outside. We had to get it inside. And on the defensive side, just, you know, kind of, reviewing the box score you know it seemed like you guys had eight saves and they scored four goals that kind of sounds like they didn't get too many shots to goal would that be accurate yeah I think you know like I said Annie Lindgren is a star and a great player for uh, Hersey and 
um, you know, we were focused on trying to limit her production. Um, she, uh, you know, but th- their team really looked to her. And so at one point they threw the ball to her, like four of our players were surrounding her and they still threw her the ball. So that's how good she is. And, you know, we had to help on her and, and we got that done. Okay. And, um, in the, in the semifinal bout, I, I believe you lost to the state champs. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes. So, how, I mean, how did that game go for you? Uh, obviously, Naperville North is, is, well, now they're the best team in the state, but um, what what didn't work? What did work for you guys? Um, you know, I always look at one uh, benchmark for, you know, how, how the teams get. Uh, Naperville North has played more water polo than our team. We have a pretty young team. And, you know, we just need, we just need more experience and, and we're going to get it. We're going to, uh, really have some success. Um, and Naperville North, they're a classy team and they, they've got, uh, their star Anna Tarantino is a class act and she's great. She's a great player. Okay. Um, yeah, she scored. She scored seven goals against us. What, you know, come on, we're, 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 we're never going to, we're never going to win. Someone scores seven goals against you. So right. Um, and so yeah, I mean, you know, you, you celebrated a little bit, a little bit yesterday with a trophy. I guess how does how how was the team feeling after that? How were you feeling after that uh, that last win? Yeah, I, I I know. You know, the is it better to get third and finish on a win? or get second and finish on a loss. Right. You know, we, you know, we, we all, we, we were, the team was split to be honest. Um, but, um, you know, we've never gotten third. We've, I've have two fourth place finishes and a, and a second place finish. So I've, I've never ended the season with a win and it, it feels good. And the girls, some girls thought so too. Some would, <laughs> Other been in the final game, but and um, I guess we can reflect on the season as a whole now. You know, we've talked earlier this season on how things were looking, but um, now that you you know you brought home a trophy and in kind of a, a challenging, complicated season, I guess just reflect on it a little bit and what what your girls were able to do. Yeah, I'm very thankful that we even had a season and the girls stayed safe and healthy that we had no quarantines and you know we we won our uh our our big games in dramatic fashion all overtime stressful wins where the girls really stepped up and you know finished strong all overtime wins it's crazy Conference and sectionals, and both those were Evanston, right? Yeah, we played them five times, five times. and they <laughs> they just kept getting better and better. And you know, the gap narrowed. We we our first game we played them, it was nine to four. You know, and then it just by the end it was like triple overtime. You know, craziness. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was a great season, and you know. We're sorry to lose our seniors, but uh, 
we'll rebuild next year and you know we, we we're gonna have a great year next year Thanks so much for joining us, Matt. Always good to get the insight uh, from both coaches and players. Good to get some uh, something beyond just the X's and O's and get some great insight. So thanks, as always, to all the players and coaches who join us every single week. But um, we're halfway through the podcast, so let's give a quick thanks to our sponsor, the Illinois Bone and Joint Institute. They have many locations in the Chicago area, so make sure you check them out. Move better and live better. All right, in the third quarter, we are going to play Way or No Way, our weekly guessing game where Joe and Marty agree or disagree about some questions that I asked them. With the postseason starting this week, we'll actually get some pretty quick results to see whether Joe and Marty were uh, right on their guesses this week. So uh, let's get things started here with girls soccer. So uh, Way or No Way, Marty, that the new Trier girls soccer team doesn't win a regional title this year doesn't win hmm. so we're taking the, the the field versus nutria i'm even, i'm gonna go no way on that one but i definitely see the argument for a way as joe mentioned earlier that um quite the competition and quite the pretty stacked uh, bracket that they'll be going into here but uh, i think they're the best team in there and i'm going to subscribe to the theory that the best team is going to come out on top so i'm going to go no way uh and i'm going to pick nutria against the field yeah, in the regional round, I'll also go no way. I think regional, um, you know, they won't play. We talked about those top four seeds, and they won't see the fourth four seed, Glenbrook North, who they lost to this year or tied. They tied this year um, until the sectional semis. So they'll win a regional title, um, and then the fun will begin between potentially, as if, it, if it goes how it should, uh, Glenbrook North and then either Evanston or Loyola. All right, Joe, sticking with girls soccer, way or no way that the Loyola girls soccer team wins that tough sectional you were talking about? Wins the whole sectional. Man, I'm going to say no way. I, I, you know, death taxes and nutrient in the postseason, right? I don't know, <laughs> if can, uh, you know, pick against them. I really like Evanston, Glenbrook North, and Loyola. I just think nutrient with that postseason savvy and, and they're, they're ready and they know what to expect. I, I think that could be the sectional final matchup. And if so, uh, you'll find us on the sidelines, of course. Yeah, it's, it's really tough to pick against them because they, they haven't lost a game in more than a month and they haven't even played to a draw in just about a month. So they've won close to a dozen straight. I mean, they're playing their best soccer at the right time of the year. Uh, it's just there. there's a lot of tough competition in there. So I'm, I'm going to have to agree with Joe and go no way, but it's really hard picking against a team that's only lost one game. Um, that one loss earlier this year came against Evanston, and they tied Nutrier in April. So it's uh, it's really tough, but I'll have to agree and say no way here. All right. Way or no way, uh, Marty, Nutrier uh, boys tennis is hope hosting. That's not the way or no way. I'm just saying the Nutrier boys tennis is hosting its sectional uh, over the weekend. But uh, way or no way that boys tennis will have both a team and individual sectional winner this weekend. Uh, I'm going to go way there um, on the team side of things. Death by death by a thousand cuts. So, you know, a talented lineup up and down. They'll place uh, very high up on the team side of things. And then I think they'll get one individual in there as well. So I'm going to go way on that one. Yeah, that's a way for me too. Uh, I just took a look because I knew they had a nice string here. How many sectional titles do you think Nutrier has in a row? Not counting 2020, obviously. Six, nine, 16. 
Wow. Oh, <laughs> we haven't lost a sectional since 2003. So um, I think you can count on number number 17 in a row this weekend. Um, and uh, it's just a case on, on how high they'll place with their seeds. And I think they'll they'll do pretty well with their individuals and their doubles teams. It's got to be a record, you feel like, right? Like, what is a record for, like, most sectional wins in any sport, let alone tennis? So – I, that's a great question. I'd love to find out. So they won. They they did not win it in thirteen. I would love to know who that winner was, or if uh, the season was erased by a strike or something. But <laughs> before then, I think it looks like from two thousand two to nineteen eighty three, when they started sectionals, they won all those too. Oh, so, they so don't so don't get drawn into New Cheers uh, sectional is pretty yeah. much the story there. You don't you don't want to do that. Yeah, bad draw, bad draw. 2003 was a historic year. I wish we were on to talk about the only time Nutria lost a sectional. <laughs> All right. Why don't we move over now to uh, baseball and uh, Nutria is starting its matchup um, against uh, Lincoln Park on Friday. So way or no way, uh, Joe, that the Nutria baseball team wins a regional title. I'm going to say way, you know, I like, you know, how they're going to set up in the postseason here. Um, and uh, with, with the first two matchups, obviously uh, the second one's going to be most difficult um, in the regional final, but I, I like them for a run this year. Um, I like them for a run, maybe to the sectional title, and then we'll see what happens. But um, I think they have it in them. I think they got a lot of talented bats and they got the arms to back it up. If they can, if they can, you know, line up correctly and, and figure it out. But, um, you know, you never know the postseason. You might have to expend a few pitchers uh, just to make it to the next day. So um, if things work out on the rotation side, I, I think they can make a run. So I'll say yes to a regional title. Yeah, I'm going to go way here also. I like this team a lot, as I've said before on this podcast. Once you get past those first uh, one to two games in the baseball playoffs, that's when depth really becomes a factor. So if they are able to sneak past that potential matchup against Maine South, which they've already lost to twice this year. So interesting matchup there. Then you'll really start to see um, a little bit into the later rounds where depth really becomes a factor. So um, th those first two games though. Uh, yeah. They do have some top of the rotation arms. Dalton Hastings has been, Huge for him all year. I mean, I, I do think he's a he's a top of the rotation, top type of guy. And then the lineup is really well balanced with some some good power speed combos throughout. Uh, obviously, we think very highly of Alex Calarco. I think he's one of the best hitters in the state. Um, dude barrels up everything. So uh, they they've got a really good team, and I would uh, definitely support Joe's theory that maybe there's a run in this team because there's a lot of talent and they have the pitching, which is the two things you need. All right, and to finish things off, we're going to move over to softball, especially with Loyola. Uh, Loyola starts its uh, tournament against Niles North on Wednesday. But, Marty, way or no way that the Loyola uh, softball team uh, loses before the sectional final? Uh, pretty easy one for me here. No way. Uh, I like this team a lot as well. They're playing good softball recently. Uh, four in a row they've won. Uh, and, and they've just got the talent on both sides of the field, too. Um, Mackenzie Berry has been huge for him at the plate and on the mound. Um, and then they've got a couple real nice middle of the lineup bats in, uh, Morgan Van Horn and KK Raymond who have carried the lineup for most of the year. Um, and, and I shouldn't even describe it like that because the lineup is well balanced and they've got contributions up and down. So 
I like this team a lot. I think there's a, the top tier uh, talent that you need to, to, to win those games and make a little bit of a run. So uh, I like the Ramblers uh, softball team quite a bit. I'm sorry, Michael, did you say win or get to the sectional championship? Get to the sectional championship. I think they do too. I'm with you, Mart. I'll go away. A lot of agreement here. Um, I think we're just jazzed for the postseason. We want to see some <laughs> good action. I think we will. Um, this loyal team, um, obviously, like like Marty said, they got they got the pitcher in Barry and they got the lineup. So uh, I think um, she's shown stretches of absolute dominance on the mound and in the postseason. You get that for a couple games here. You're going to the sectional championship. Like you're, they're going to have to get by Maine South um, in the sectional semis. Uh, but I think they do, and I think they're going to have a, a nice matchup in the sectional championship to to get to the Supers. I think it'll be good. All right, folks, there you have it. That is a way or no way you guys can uh, let Marty and Joe know how they did pretty quickly with all these results coming in uh, soon. So uh, looking forward to all the postseason action we've got going on, which is what we're going to talk about here in the fourth quarter, where uh, we're going to focus on some of the sports to start um, a little bit sooner than the other ones. Um, and since we were just talking about softball, let's – uh, kind of stick with them um, and kind of look at what the matchups are. Nutria starts against Taft um, on Wednesday um, in uh, kind of a play-in game. And uh, what do you guys expect from uh, the Nutria softball team um, as they start the postseason uh, tonight, I guess, since we're recording this on Wednesday? Yeah, it's been a bit of an uphill uh, back and forth type of season for, for the Trevian. So um, it, it's no easy task facing Taft in that, that play in first round type of game. I think they've got a talented roster, so it'll be a bit of a, a bit of an uphill climb for them, I think. Um, and, and we'll see if they're able to pull it off, but uh, it, it's, it's been a little bit of a shaky year for them. They've, they've had some nice stretches, some nice flashes. So uh, we'll see if they can put it together for this, uh, for this playoff game to try to keep moving forward here. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough, they get, you know, this is a team that's rebuilding and they know it. Um, only two seniors on the team and um, a lot of young talent that's still building and they've had their bright spots, but um, you know, they're working to something bigger than this year. So I think, um, you know, maybe they can pull off some, something special against Taft, but otherwise they're, they're going for something more and um, they'll say goodbye to a couple seniors and, and push forward. So we talked about Loyola a little bit more. They take on against, uh, they take on Niles North uh, tonight on Wednesday and then they would have Niles West, uh, happening up and based on your guys's uh, way or no way answers. Uh, I figure you guys don't really uh, think that the regional will be any trouble for the Ramblers. I don't know about trouble. I don't, I believe and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, did, did Niles West win the, the CSL? Um, they may have on the softball side. And uh, so they're nothing to sneeze at. CSL was down a little bit this year, but um you know, I just think Loyola's that good, and they got uh, an arm, and they got the bats, uh, and I. So I don't know about trouble. They, it might. Be, it's going to be a good game with Niles West, and it's going to be a good game with Maine South after that if they if they're able to pull that off. But I just think they have what it takes to to make a nice run. Yeah, Niles West was eight eight and two in conference, so you know fourteen and five overall. Really nice year for them. Um, they've got some impressive wins, but then you, if you look at some of the similar competitions that um, both the teams have played, uh, Niles West lost to Rez, lost to St. Ignatius. Those were two teams that I believe Loyola beat earlier in the year. 
Um, but, but yeah, it, it's similar to baseball. It, it's tricky in softball in the sense that you run into a good arm um, on one day and you can be in trouble, particularly with softball because um, the game can swing on a, on a couple of plays. And if you run into a, to an arm, that's going to shut you down. It might be hard to get those, to get those runs back. So um, we'll see, uh, you know, you, you always have to account for the fact that you, you could run into that one arm. So I don't want to say it'll be a, a carefree ride, but um, I, I think uh, we can agree that we like them um, coming out. All right, moving on to baseball. Now you guys talked about um, how confident you guys are uh, with new Trier baseball. They take on Lincoln Park on Friday and then Maine South would be next. So um, let's look at that. I mean, Lincoln Park and then uh, potentially playing Maine South. Uh, does that Maine South game uh, worry you guys at all if they were to make it to the regional final? Yes. Yeah, it, it does. They've lost to them twice already this year. And the first game was a little bit of a, a little bit of a blot. And then the second one came down to the wire, it seems. So um, yeah, absolutely. I think they probably have that in the back of the, in the back of their mind that they've lost to them twice already this year. Um, you know, maybe those games are a little bit different in the sense that it's in the mix of the conference schedule, it's probably, you know, their, their third and fourth games of the week or, or something along those lines. So it's a little bit different once it comes to playoffs because um, you're not in that same uh, grind of the regular season where you're playing, you know, five games in six days or seven games in 10 days type of thing. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, it, it's definitely a matchup that they're going to have to watch out for. And I'm sure Maine South is going to go into the game with uh, some good confidence already having bested them twice this year. Yeah, I just think this uh, this sectional is tough. I think you can go 10, maybe 11 teams. You know, the 10th team um, seeded team is Maine West, who gave Nutrier troubles. And Leiden's usually, you know, a competitive team too at 11. So I, I think you just go deep. And so the, the difference between Nutrier at four and Maine South at five is nominal at best. It's, it's, it's right there. So um, Loyal is six, and I think Loyal is right there too. So – um, I think uh, it's just going to be a battle and it's going to probably depend on, um, you know, if, if who has the better day on the mound or maybe both teams slug it out. It's, it's going to be one of those games. I don't think uh, you're going to see a, a blowout either way. Yeah. The Trevs are coming in hot though. Winners of winners of three straight and a, a walk out walk off win over Stevenson last night. So they're coming in with a little bit of moment with a little bit of momentum, which the old, baseball adage is that it's uh, momentum is the next day's starting pitcher, which is a totally stupid adage, but uh, <laughs> maybe it, uh, it pushes something. Uh, maybe it pushes a little more belief into that team, but you know, they had a great year, 21 and 12, I think they finished. So they don't, they probably don't need that extra, that extra kick. And especially if they get that matchup against main South, they'll be fired up and, and ready to, ready to go. You guys mentioned Loyal a little bit earlier. They take on Leiden or Leiden, however you say it, on Thursday, and then they uh, would take on Evanston in the next round. What do you guys think of the Ramblers in this regional, and um, how tough would a test against Evanston be um, if they were to get there? You got to look out for the Ramblers. You got to look out for any Catholic League team in the postseason in baseball because they beat up on each other. And this year, you know, a lot of that happened in the CSL too. Uh, a lot of those teams are good. So. You know, the record might not show it, but they've gotten big wins here or there. They can compete with anybody. Um, you know, they got, you know, they got some bombers. Um, Noah Klein, Roger Simon, just to name a couple. Um, they can play um, and, and they'll get out there and they're going to compete with anybody. So 
I think they're going to get, I think they can, they can put together a streak here, but um, against Evanston, you know, I, I really think it's a toss up. Evanston's a good team too. put them right in that mix with Nutria, Maine, South Loyola. They're all kind of the same team. Um, yeah. They're um they're a little bit of a tough nut to crack this year, just because as Joe mentioned, we've seen some runs, uh, some runs of winning and some runs of losing from them. And you're going to have that in the Catholic league, uh, particularly when you're, when you're in those stretches where you're facing, you know, five top 25 programs over a 10 day stretch. So you're going to, you got to run into those, um, those situations throughout the, throughout the year. And, uh, you know, as long as they're going into the postseason healthy, which to everything we know so far, they, they are. Um, I think we can all agree that we like the talent that they have on this roster, obviously a well-coached team um, that's going to play fundamentally sound baseball and not going to beat itself. And that goes a long way in the, uh, in the postseason. And they've shown that they can hang with, you know, just about anyone. They got Evanson earlier this year um, by two runs. They, they beat Nutria earlier this year. They've got, you know, wins over Maine South, wins over a lot of those Catholic League programs that we mentioned. Um, you know, they finished the year a little bit, just a little bit over 500. So um, looks like they kind of concluded on a nice little stretch to wrap things up here. They have um, three or four college arms at the top of the rotation that they can mix in. They've got, as Joe mentioned, a, a little bit of power in the heart of that order, which is always a good thing. So yeah, they're, they're dangerous and uh, definitely not a team to be overlooked. We mentioned um, how you don't want to be in the new cheer uh, boys tennis sectional. And that's exactly what Loyola is going to be uh, when they face off uh, this weekend. Uh, um, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but uh, do you feel um, obviously I'm sure there'll be a couple of uh, Loyola tennis players who will make it over to the state tournament, but um, how much is Nutria just going to dominate the field this weekend? I think you'll see them break a sweat, but maybe not uh, not enough where they'll have to get a towel and wipe it down. Maybe <laughs> maybe just a maybe just a, a couple drops, but <laughs> as, yeah. as as we mentioned, pretty pretty dominant program with a a prolonged history of success. So I wouldn't expect uh, I wouldn't expect too much of a of a scare. No. Yeah. I don't, I don't know the right word for it. Um, how much they're going to dominate very um, it's, you know, they're going to push through their lineup and they're, they're going to compete for a state title. And that's what their goal is. It's going to depend on um Nutria is going to depend on, you know, their points at state in the back draw. Maybe they gain a couple or, or how many they get to the final day, final Saturday. Uh, and Loyola though, I think they're the class of the, their conference. Um, so it's nothing to seize that. It's just like when you're put up against, um, a juggernaut, you know, you look small, but loyal is not in the grand scheme of things. They're a very good program too. And I believe they won their conference title. And, um, I think they'll push through uh, an entry or two, like Martin said, but against Nutria, they really just don't stand up. Stack up. All right. Let's move forward now to uh, girls soccer, where we talked a little bit about, we talked about both teams, but, um, Lincoln park for Loyola starting on Wednesday and then, uh, GBS would be the next team there uh, for the Ramblers. I mean, uh, do you guys expect this just to be what we kind of talked about and this can involve Nutria too, where um, you're just going to have the top four seeds kind of uh, breeze over into the sectional and beat each other up? I'd be pretty surprised if that wasn't what happened. I think particularly um, to answer your, your sort of talking point there, Michael, I think the Ramblers will breeze through these first two games. Um I think they'll get Lincoln Park pretty handily and the, the Titans have struggled a little bit this year, but, you know, obviously that's a program with a strong pedigree, um, particularly in girls soccer. So 
maybe there's a little bit of a of a chance for an upset there, but I, I think they'll get past the Titans, um, you know, by 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 two goals. I, I almost want to say so. Yeah, I mean he's right on. I think just circle Tuesday on your calendars. Um, that's when those four teams will will play against each other: uh, Trevi and Spartans, and and Ramblers and um, um, Kits. So. Uh, I think those will be the matchups that will send us to the sectional championship, which will then be Friday. So I think next week on the soccer side, at least locally, we're going to see some of the best soccer. Um, I won't say in a while, um, but maybe in, on the same night in a while, these four teams are are really good this year. So I'm um, looking forward to next week for sure. So let's say things go chalk and it is on Tuesday where you have uh, New Trier playing against GBN and Evanston playing against Loyola. Do we get a uh, New Trier Loyola championship game is it new Trier Evanston is it, I know there are a million different possibilities, but how do you guys seeing Tuesday playing off since we'll probably be uh, recapping that in next week's episode? I think we get Evanston new Trier, the quick prediction. I think we get new Trier Loyola. I think Loyola pulls a bit of an upset there. Um, I think they're hot. Like, like we talked about earlier in this pod and um, maybe it's just wishful thinking. Cause you love to see it. I, I, in the early 2010s, I think they played for like three straight sectionals. Um, I think when New Trier won their first three titles or whatever. Uh, GBS was mixed in there too. GBS had a really good year when they had that Illinois forward. But um, good stuff uh, then, and I think good stuff this year. I think we could see it again, and they're always motivated to play, although they're all rivals, right? I don't know why I said that. Of course, Evanston New Trier is a, a huge rival, right? All these, all these programs on the North Shore, yeah, particularly soccer. They're all, they're all in similar feeder programs and club teams. So right, yeah, right. they're they're all playing on the same weekend tournaments growing up. So yeah, there, there's rivalries everywhere. But uh, yeah, I'll put, I'll say, I'll say Loyola pulls that upset over Evanston, that slight upset over Evanston. All right, and we'll talk about that uh, next week, hopefully in the sectional championship matchup preview, but. Um, we got some other uh, postseasons uh, starting next week. Most of our teams will be uh, uh, playing later in the week, so we'll get to those uh, programs uh, next week's episode. But uh, to finish things off, what postseason or what um, other sport that we haven't talked about are you guys excited about and want to briefly talk about before we uh, say goodbye? Yeah, we should uh, shout out lacrosse programs, uh, all, all four of them, Loyola Boys and Girls and Nutria Boys and Girls. Um, their seasons are, are wrapping up and they'll get into postseason play here coming up shortly. Um, obviously, we expect on both sides them to match up uh, at some point late in the postseason with uh, potentially the, uh, the possibility of another thrilling finish between both teams uh, on both sides. So uh, that, that's something that's exciting to look forward to. And before you know it, I don't want to mention it too early, but before you know it, we're going to have seven on sevens for football. So very exciting. <laughs> yeah, it is super exciting. These, these postseasons are good. Let's shout out volleyball real quick. They start up play in the postseason next week on the boys' side. Um, I think New Trier, you know, after a slow start, um, they might be the best team in our area now. Um, actually, wow. I, I should, are you flipping that, Joe? I should take a step back. Glenbrook North is the best team in our area. I think Nutria might be the second best. I think Loyola's hit a bit of a rough stretch, and I think um, Nutria and Glenbrook North should be a, a, a good one to watch if they find their way to each other in the sectional semis, which is in a couple weeks. But um, 
you know, we're going to have some good action here. Nutri- that Those boys' playoffs in volleyball go pretty fast. Only takes a couple weeks to get to state. So uh, that, that starts up next week. Yeah, and the conference this year on the boys' volleyball side, the CSL conference has just been incredibly competitive. You look at, you know, Niles West is having a nice little year. GBN, obviously, as Joe mentioned, G, uh, Glenbrook South is having a nice little year. They split um, the series with the Trevs. Maine South is always a program you uh, have got to keep an eye out on. So those playoffs should be, um, for lack of a better term, pretty riveting with some of the matchups that we might see because it looks like a lot of these CSL programs are having really nice years. Should be a lot of fun and obviously a lot of fun to uh, talk about what we'll do next week. Um, I also can't wait to talk about how we, one of the most elite teams in the state for lacrosse uh, will not be playing in the final state tournament. So that'll be fun to talk about as always. Um, But we'll save that for next week's uh, podcast. But uh, thanks as always for everyone for joining us uh, this week. A lot of stuff to talk about because obviously a lot of playoffs, but um, we hope we got you all ready for a long week and weekend of a, High school sports postseason taking place. Good luck to everyone that is going to be competing this week. Um, And we look forward to recapping uh, everything um, that happens. And uh, we're looking forward to some fun storylines as the postseason starts here. But like I said, that's everything that we have for this week's uh, episode of the podcast. Just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, what have you. Make sure you look us up. Make sure you spread the word as well if you guys are at uh, these uh, sporting events to listen to the podcast and to check out the recordnorthshore.org as well for all the latest uh, results we have. We have a lot of stuff to talk about this week and we'll have a lot of stuff to talk about next week. But until then, for Joe and Marty, thanks so much for joining us and we will talk to you guys down the road. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Varsity, a product of the recordnorthshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom. The Varsity is presented by the Illinois Bone and Joint Institute with more than 150 fellowship-trained physicians in every orthopedic specialty and dozens of locations across Chicagoland and the suburbs. IBJI is your choice for patient-focused orthopedic care. To find the nearest location, visit ibji.com.